Good morning to every one of you that have come in this morning. Praise the Lord. Won't you give the Lord a big, big shout of praise if you can. Now let's, allow, let's hear as if there is a little bit more than maybe just a 50 or 60 or maybe, maybe there's a thousand people here this morning. Come on, let me hear you praise the Lord. Just a, just a five second praise. Come on. Just a five second praise. Come on. Praise the Lord like you know you got life in you. Like God has restored you and healed you and delivered and set you free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we are getting louder and louder and bigger and bigger from 50. Hopefully we will get um, increased to then. Uh, welcome to every one of you that are here. And welcome to uh, every one of you online. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I pray that you have a blessed and you enjoy the service this morning. I want to start with uh, uh, before anything else. Uh, my wife and I normally we don't we don't celebrate. Um, where's Bonsvira? Right, come here, baby. My wife and I we don't normally celebrate uh, Valentine. Um, it, it's not our thing. So all all the ladies out there and all the men and I guess everybody, happy Val Valentine's Day to every one of you. <laughs> Yo. Okay, so if you're gonna. You can sit there, darling. If you're going to stay silent, then I'm going to sit down. So, how many of you received presents this morning? Valentine's presents, Valentine's gifts? Ish. I know, I knew my mom would be the first one to pick her hands up. It's, it's, it's a thing with my dad. Uh, I'm trying to get to that level. I'm trying to get to that level. So, so I thought... Maybe just a, I'll be just a little bit different and uh, I'll do the most this morning. So I, I got for my queen and my princess uh, Valentine's presents. Let's see what's, uh, what's in store for them. You're not going to see what's inside. But I, I thought I'll just be a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, so this I got for my, for my queen. I took my time at 2 o'clock this morning to write out what I wanted to. And because I have a daughter and she's like, uh, if you get something for mommy, I know you have to get something for me. I will never f hear the end of it. So I thought I'll get something for my little princess. <laughs> you will always be my Valentine. Hallelujah. Come on and give God praise if you can. I tried. I tried to do the most. I, I, there's a something that stirred up in me this morning. And something that stirred up in my bones. And I came to life and I realized, you know what? In the name of Jesus, I will love you forever and ever and ever. I will love you, my princess. And I will love you, my queen. And I will always love you forever and evermore. And I will always, always and forever will always love you. Daddy will always be your Valentino. Before I hear from a burning bush of that guy that will come and help us continue the vision that God has given our family, before mommy and daddy says yes to that person, and I know you might be saying, but she's only seven years old, going to be eight. Why can you be talking about these things? You speak things now to prophesy into the future. 
So we teach our children now that who you, who, who you get into your life now will determine the future of the vision that God has given us. So it's very important who you allow into your home and who you allow into your life. And truth be told, we will hear from a burning bush first before anything else. Before that guy comes into our home. <laughs> and, there's, and it's not just me. It'll be me and, and the entire family thereafter. And I'll, I will have to get Jeremy's approval as well. Him being my best man and being together for the past 20 years now. 22, 23 years. Praise God. Okay, let's get into the word of God. I finish all of that. Uh, before all of that, yes, thank you, Lord. It is Valentine's Day, so it is a season for love. It is, the, it is a time for love. It is a day of love where loved ones will come together. On our way to church, we passed about 9, 10, 17, maybe 28 couples on the way, just standing and just hugging one another and embracing one another. And it was so good to see love instead of fighting. Amen? How many of you will agree to me that it's, it's more awesome to see love in our homes than to see anything else? Amen? And um, so because it is love, the word of God says, and I know a lot of you kids might notice the scripture, John chapter 3 verse 16. I think it's John chapter, let me ask all of you online, all you kids that are watching, John 4 verse 18, for God so loved the world, no. John chapter 3 verse 16, right? For God so loved. Now I'm going to, we, we're getting ready to, to, to plant, a, plant a seed. For God so loved. It does not say for God loved. It says for God so loved. You know what? I love you. It's fine. But if I have to tell you, you know what? I so love you. You're pouring emotion. There's, there's, there's commitment to it. There's not just love. There's love and everything else that comes with it. I so love you. I love you. But I so loved you. In other words, God is trying to tell you that he so loved you. So meaning no matter what you have done, what you have experienced, what you will still do, I will always and forevermore will love you. So he so loved the world that he orchestrated his son to come on this earth. He so loved the world that he asked us for things to give him. He so loved the world that he asked us to lay an altar. And every time we pray, we must get a ram and make a sacrifice, right? He so loved the world that he told us what to do in order for us to be Christians. He so loved the world that he had uh, requirements and rules and law for us to follow. He so loved the world that he gave us requirements. If you want to be my child, this is what you have to do. No. He so loved the world that he gave his best gift. His one and only son to this earth to give his life for every one of us. Right now as you are seated there at home and as you are here the, the basket will come around. 
now if it haven't already um Nivi, are you okay the baskets will come around during during the service i'm sorry and while you are there at home even if you want to hear take out your phone your smart device go into your banking app and plant your best seed but this month is a different time this sunday is a different type you're going to plant a seed of love you're going to plant a love seed you're going to plant a seed of love to for love to increase in your home for love to increase in your community in your family for love to increase at work instead of anger for love to increase instead of hate and i know many of you out there many of us desire more love than anything else we desire for the love of god for his love and not just the love of god for the love of our family for the love of one another to increase and to grow in our homes and in our lives in our communities for there to be more love in the traffic than frustration and irritation for there to be more love in our job place much more than people trying to climb upon one another to get to the promotion faster for love to increase so much so that we will esteem one another higher than ourselves right now if you would take out your banking app your your smart device go into your banking app and sow and plant your best seed your seed of love plant your seed of love this month is a love seed a love seed that you're going to sow in the name of Jesus throw your hands if you can of you all of you sitting at home throw your hands if you can if you want around this tabernacle throw your hands in the name of Jesus father i pray for a love seed to be grown in every home i pray that everyone as they have sown as they have planted i pray for your blessing for your breakthrough in the name of Jesus through that love seed we will see more love we will see more love and more love because the bible says that god is love and love covers a multitude of sins the bible says if you have everything else if you have not love your gift is just a clanging cymbal so lord i thank you that through our seed of love love will increase in jesus name amen and amen I want to start by honoring my parents they are here this morning praise God for their lives amen thank you lord for for them thank you we honor you and we appreciate you mom and dad thank you so much want you to show some appreciation and honor i shouldn't be asking you to do this you should automatically do this thank you very very much god bless you show honor we honor is you um i was thinking about i was thinking about john um coming to church and i was thinking about this past couple of weeks all the work that he did you on the stage yes he had help with 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 a couple others um and, and nothing did he ever i didn't ask him to do anything i didn't tell him i want this done i want that done i want this done and and i thought about everything that he done that he did and i realized you will not realize appreciation um i'm i'm not i'm not teasing you please hear me hear me first you will not understand a, appreciation of what he did like to every one of us we would just be oh the stage looks nice john thank you so much 
but until you understand the technology and the connections and the cabling and what really went on behind everything here to get everything up and going and the connections behind it and everything they had to do to get us online and to get it to the best of, of our abilities, to the best of what we have. Until you really understand a little bit of this technology and what's going on in the background, then only you will be able to understand, wow. And everything he did, he kept on phoning me and saying, uh, can I do this? Can I do this? I have an idea of this. I have an idea of this. And all I did was understand it and then say, yes, yes, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I didn't realize for, for the truth be told, I didn't realize that our sound system and everything we have here could do what the system is doing right now. I literally didn't know it. I didn't know that that system could, could, could convert and do things um, the way it sounds and the way it is now and the whole digital thing that's going on here I do not understand it very well and I wouldn't know how to connect everything here I'm an analog person and I thought about that and I realized if you do not know the heart and what goes on in the closet if you don't know the, the, the years spent on their knees to get Faith Joburg to where it is if you don't understand the years going through pain and going through, going through crying before the Lord, weeping before the Lord for people to be saved and healed and delivered. If you don't understand what they went through, you wouldn't understand appreciation. So I thought about all that and I realized the years that they spent on their knees getting faith ministry family church faith ministry international under that umbrella to where it is today we wouldn't be faith joburg today so i will ask you one thing i'm going to ask you whenever we honor where honor is due you stand up and you give honor completely because it is worth it because god sees them and god gives you thereafter honor by blessing your home when you bless and honor and appreciate the men and women of God that he has called to bless our land. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. See, revelation just hit you. Thank you. Revelation just hit the church. Thank you. See, see, revelation just hit the church. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. It just hit the church. You see your home is just being blessed. Miracles are happening. Miracles are happening. Sometimes you don't need to ask God. You just need to show appreciation. You don't need to ask God. You just need to show appreciation. You don't need to ask God, I need this, I need this, I need this. You just have to say, Lord, I praise you. Thank you for who you blessed us with. Thank you for the years spent. Thank you that I have good men and women of God that leads me and guides me and, 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 and honors me and, and gives me wisdom and teaches me the word of God and teaches me faith. Hey, our lives will not be where it is today if it wasn't for men and women of God who are on their knees all across this land. And this virus has taken many thousands of men and women of God across the entire world. Every day we are hearing about another pastor being laid to COVID. But God is a good God. He is still on the throne. 
and we have nothing else but to say Lord I give you praise through it all I give you praise through it all we will stand and we will still give you glory and honor and praises in Jesus name take your seats please thank you so much I'm gonna to talk to you on a topic this morning called dry bones shall become an army dry bones shall become an army a recap of last week from dryness to wetness you have to turn from dryness to wetness you have to confess all the scriptures but if you don't change those scriptures will never work for you you remember then scriptures only work to change scriptures only work to change when you confess the scriptures of God when you confess the word of God it only works through change so only when you decide and purpose to change your life then only does scripture work the purpose and, and reality of change is what what Jesus said before you ask please go and make right please ask for forgiveness before you ask of me change that's the whole purpose of the scripture that that's the element and foundation of that scripture that's what it means before you do anything else first change they are you might ask if the reality of the scripture because I cannot go to every single person across the world then I might have spoken bad of and go and ask them for forgiveness and some people I don't even know that I've hurt them we are unaware of some things that we have done we are negligent of it we cannot go and ask them because we have we don't know so the purpose of the scripture is change purpose to change purpose, purpose to become a better man purpose to to speak words of wisdom more than words of of condemnation and when you purpose to change then only does scripture work for you first it's instant and automatic miracles automatically work through scriptures because the bible says now faith is and this and the word of god is yea and amen jesus jesus performed miracles instantly some miracles waited for a while but there's some miracles worked instantly because change happened instantly it just turned so you might do purpose in yourself to change and when you purpose a change you don't even need to ask for that miracle miracle just occurs because you purposed to change you with me okay it's like you standing in front of a shower but refuse but you are refusing to go into the shower to wash yourself you're standing outside the shower and you're saying lord in the name of jesus I will be cleansed I will be healed I'll be whole my body will be completely there will be no stink on me I'll be refreshed I'll be completely clean in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord for the shower and right now I'm healed close the tap put on your clothes and off you go hey you're gonna walk away stinking I wonder how many times we get up in the morning and we walk on to our daily life stinking in our soul because we didn't commit first to God we didn't take a shower we did not take a shower and faith does not work that way you want to you want to cleanse yourself but until you change from here and go inside the shower you will never be clean scripture doesn't work that way the shower is there to cleanse your body. Scripture is there to cleanse your soul. 
Now I told you last week I'm going to teach you so I'm going to go a little bit slow please pay attention So dry bones shall become an army Ezekiel chapter 37 please if you will Jeremiah Lamentations Ezekiel Ezekiel chapter 37 that is on page 1209 If you have the spirit filled Bible Spirit filled life Bible Chapter 37 I'm going to we read the whole story last week so I'm going to stay on chapter verse 9 and 10 Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 9 and 10 says also he said to me he said the lord said to me to ezekiel prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to the breath thus says the lord god come from the four winds now I want you to underline four winds underline four winds there's a reason why god, why did he say four winds when he prophesied to adam and adam became a living being You go through it now why four winds what is all this about i love the way god writes and uses scripture and when he speaks the way he speaks and he, and you think just when you think you knew it all he comes with one scripture that just puts a pun in that whole subject and it's like oh i didn't know this revelation 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 verse 10 so i prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood up on their feet an exceedingly great army I want you to underline the word live first they said he said live and then he said stood on their feet so underline stood upon their feet and then exceeding great army underline exceedingly great army so for wins live i'm going to stay with those three things live Stand up on your feet exceeding great army. You still with me? Church you still with me? Whole 50 of you you still with me? Praise the Lord, okay. First he said love. First love, then stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. So under the subject of love, these were not dead people, these were dead bones. They didn't die a few days ago. They died maybe months, maybe even years ago because they were to the bone, dry bones. There were no sinews on them. There were no flesh. There was no uh skin. There was no veins. It was dry bones. And he said, "Love first sinews which is tissue some um samples Jesus which is tissue and muscle fiber tissue and muscle fiber is sinews first he put sinews on them and then veins and skin flesh covered them but still they were not alive still they were not alive this reminds me of the creation of man when he created adam He created Adam sinews veins full body he, he he put in the flesh everything he put it all in 
and still they stood up but they were not alive and he had to breathe life into them he had to breathe his breath breathe his breath into them i wonder how many times that we miss an opportunity or miss a miracle in our lives because we are missing the lord's breath in our situation sometimes we might go through different phases in our lives and different challenges but we are facing it all alone god says breath of life come into you and then only will you live your situation only comes alive when you breathe the breath of god into him but i love what he did with adam he breathed life into him he spoke life into him and he told ezekiel prophesy the breath of god you see god's breath was already in the atmosphere from adam's time ezekiel couldn't just breathe into him because the breath of god was in the atmosphere he had to prophesy and said breath of god come into these dry bones and he prophesied your miracle is in the atmosphere your blessing is in the atmosphere and all you have to do is prophesy the breath of God into your atmosphere into your home and when you prophesy the life of God the breath of God into your home miracles begin to happen it's in the atmosphere the breath of God is in the atmosphere and he said prophesy the breath of God before you speak prophesy the breath of God before you take a step prophesy the breath of God before you go to work prophesy the breath of God before you take a stand prophesy the breath of God before you go to church prophesy the breath of God Lord I'm walking on the breath of the Lord you know that saying that you're walking like you're hovering on the uh, just above few millimeters off the off the ground you're just walking like you ice cream you know you just you just float in the air that is a true story because if you prophesy the breath of God his wind his wind goes before you it's like haze it goes before you and when you walk you are walking not on eggshells but you are walking on the breath and the life of God the Bible says can these dry bones live Yes, they can. Yes, they can. These dry bones not only lived, but they became an army because of the breath of the Lord that was prophesied into them. First, they loved. First, they loved. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's new life. The Bible says that I ask, He has come to give us life and life more abundantly we don't need another religion there's plenty there's millions of religions around the world he didn't come to bring another religion Christianity is not a religion you're watching me online with your families maybe there is someone that is unsaved that is not saved that does not know Jesus I've come to tell you this morning Christianity is not a religion like you find other religions Christianity is a way of life Jesus said I've come not to give you a religion I've come to give you life and life more abundantly more abundantly thank you thank you God bless you
So he's come to give us new life. We all read chapter 37 about dry bones and we love the story about dry bones. But let's go back one chapter before Ezekiel prophesied this new life and this new, uh, new, new age, sorry, this new life and this new season. He prophesied this new nature in th uh, chapter 36. Chapter 36 verse 25 and 27. Ezekiel 36 verse 25 and 27 it says then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean I shall sprinkle oh, let me try it with these singers they don't sing as good as me so maybe they need some water right you're actually blocking your face with the Bible. Seriously? Okay. I shall sprinkle clean water on you. Please don't judge me, water. You know me by now, right? They do sing as good as me or better than that. Amen. How have you enjoyed that worship out here this morning that took us into the presence of the Lord? Amen. I know you felt it. You felt it back home. I know you felt it here. The time and effort that they put in to bring us worship is from the heart of God. Amen. I love you guys for, the, for serving. Thank you so much. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. Wow. Really? From all your filthiness and watch this. And from all your idols. This is what the word of the Lord says. We don't need an idol to worship Him. We don't need to light a fire to worship Him. I'm sorry, don't get offended with what I'm saying. But we don't need to put up an altar to worship Him. Like what Abraham did in the Old Testament. All we need to do is wherever you are, call upon the name of the Lord like His Word. In Psalm 50 says, I will deliver you and you will glorify me. Call upon the name of the Lord like David. Call upon His name and you will be saved and you will be healed and cleansed and delivered. If you call upon the name of the Lord, miracles will happen. If you call upon the name of Jehovah, if you call upon the name of Jesus, things begin to change in the atmosphere. I told the team yesterday, when you call upon the name of the Lord on a Saturday night, Lord, what is it that you want to do differently in the service? When you call upon His name, crying and praying before the Lord, Lord, I thank you for your miracles to happen in the service. I thank you for, for healing in the name of Jesus. And you're chanting it and you're praying in the Holy Ghost on a Saturday night, getting your spirit ready. You're trying to charge yourself, right? Getting yourself ready. And sometimes we pray thinking that the more we pray, the more the Spirit of God hovers in. Hey, whether we pray or not, His Spirit is already here. The amount of praying we do depends on how much of, 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 of miracles and deliverance we receive and blessings we receive. So we do this on a Saturday night, praying and praying and praying, crying before the Lord. At the end of the prayer, guess what? Nothing happens. You will still hear your child crying for you. You will still hear your wife screaming for you. Hey! What time are you coming down for supper? You will still see the room looks exactly the same. There's no difference. 
No holy angels around you singing holy holy No change But the second you feel no change right through But the second you come up And it's that moment where God needs to use you, you know like he used Peter when he walked and his shadow healed the people he was unaware of even what was going on that anointing and that 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 sacrifice of prayer that you did it comes out at that point and that moment when you need it and that moment when you need it and i told him yesterday someone's life is dependent on your worship on the stage how you worship on the stage and the time and effort and what you put in in the closet someone's life depends on him because somebody might be out there suicidal right now on TV you are watching me and might you might be suicidal and if they missed it from hearing from God correctly there is a life gone because they didn't hear from God properly because they didn't have a, have a heart of worship because we didn't hear from God properly see this is what he has called us to this is what he placed us for this is why you have leadership up in front to hear from the lord like they did in the book of acts they heard from the lord and when there was a dispute they said no no we are not here to sort out your dispute we are here to go and seek the face of god and they called and they chose stephen to go and sort out the problems while the disciples waited upon god to hear from him to give order and give direction to the church And then he says verse 26 I will give you a new heart number 1 and put a new spirit within you I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgment judgments and do them and do them well First he created a new heart. Let's look at this. Let's mug this a little bit. He created a new heart. Then he put a new spirit within you. This is what happened when new life came upon you. This is what happened when you became born again. I'm talking about the subject of you being born again, a new life. The old man is uh, has been has been passed away. There's a new man upon you, a new way of life, a new spirit within you, a new nature within you. When this happens on you, he puts in first a new heart and then he puts in a new spirit. But remember this spirit is useless without the Holy Spirit. The spirit cannot function without the Holy Spirit. So he puts in his spirit, but he only puts in his spirit after he puts in a new heart and a new spirit within you. And then only he puts in his Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit cannot go into anything unclean. He can only go into you that is clean. So first he makes you a new creation. New heart, new spirit. And then he puts his spirit the holy spirit and now you are completely completely clean he creates a new nature so now you don't have the old nature you don't have the old nature and the new nature none the bible says all things have passed away all things have passed away i am born again i'm a new creation 
I'm born again. All things have passed away. We don't have the old man and the new man. There is only one and that is the new man. There is only the new creation. Not one and the other. All things have passed away. So we don't have a problem with the new nature. Now that we are born again, it should not be a problem to give up smoking. Now that we are born again, it should not be a problem to give up adultery. Now that we have, now that we have a new nature, that we are born again, there is no problem to give up sin. Now we, that we are born again, there should not be a problem to give up the things of the world and to give up drugs and to give up alcohol. No, now that we are born again, there is no problem giving it up. We don't have a problem to give up sin, to not sin, because there is a new nature in us. There is a new man in us. So once we have a new man in us, a new, new nature in us, all things are passed away, I'm born again. There is the old man has wiped away. There is a new heart. There is a new spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. I'm a new nature. I'm in a new nature. When I have this new nature upon me, it's not easy. It's not hard to give up sin. It's easy to walk in His statutes. And now that I have, I'm, I'm cleansed and I'm delivered, there is no problem. The only problem is with the old mindset that needs to be renewed so we are a new creature a new nature but we are still have the old mindset we have a new nature but with the old mindset and because we have the old mindset it's hard to fathom and grasp on things of the new nature so when healing comes our way when deliverance comes our way when favor comes our way, it's difficult to receive because we are with an old mindset. We question the miracle before receiving the miracle. We question the deliverance before receiving the deliverance. We question the breakthrough before receiving the breakthrough. But we're crying for breakthrough. It's like the man that was on his roof and there was a flood and he said, Lord, you will save me. And a boat came past. He said, Lord, can we save you? And he said, no, no, the Lord will save you. And then another boat came through and, and they said, can we help you? And he said, no, the Lord will save me. And then it happened again and finally he drowned. He went up to heaven and he said, Lord, why didn't you save me? And he said, I sent three boats your way. You didn't get Revelation 1, you didn't get Revelation 2, and you didn't get Revelation 3. So I called you up to be with me. We question the breakthrough before receiving the breakthrough. Why? Because we're still with the old mindset. The old mind. The old mind cannot fathom. How can I be cleansed? How is it that I can be the righteousness of God instantly by taking communion? How can I be cleansed? How is it possible by your stripes I'm healed? You remove my iniquities, my transgressions. How is it possible that I am the righteousness of God? How is this grace factor working in my life? When I sin every day, I get up in the morning thinking about something wrong to do. 
I get up in the morning thinking about sin. I go to bed and I'm thinking about something lustful. I, 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 during the day, I'm trying to work, but I'm looking at that girl walking down the aisle making coffee with a small skirt. I'm thinking lustful things the whole day. There is a sinful nature on me. No, it is not a sinful nature. You are born again, cleansed. There is an old mindset that you have to get out of you and be renewed into a new nature. You are the righteousness of God. You are the healed. You are delivered. You are set free. You are the Lord's chosen vessel. Whom He chose, He justified, He called, and He glorified. That's what the word of the Lord says. You are His chosen, righteous, holy nation. A chosen generation. Call for His glory. Can these dry bones love? these dry bones became an army so God takes the old out and he puts the new in and then he says I will cause you to walk in my statutes in my statutes means it will be natural for you to do and walk in my ways in my statutes means it will be natural for you to do and walk in my ways in my statutes it'll be natural it'll be a norm for you for you to be like me it'll be a norm for you to grow up and mature it'll be a norm for you to not sin it'll be a norm for you to forgive easily it'll be a norm for you to say I'm sorry it'll be a norm for you to show love it'll be a norm for you to just be good and do good it will be a norm for you because you have a new nature because now you're walking in my statutes it is natural for you. A drinker doesn't find it hard to drink. He finds it hard not to drink. A person who is taking drugs doesn't find it hard uh, to, to take drugs. He finds it hard not to take drugs. A Christian doesn't find it hard to do the right thing. A Christian finds it hard not to do the right thing. If you are a Christian, you are born again, you are chosen by God man is passed out new man is in it is easy for me not to sin is it e it's easy for me to do good because I have a new nature I have a new new being within me and if you're finding it hard to do the right if you're finding it hard to show peace if you're finding it hard to show love if you're finding it hard not to sin if you're finding it hard to live in a godly statutes then you need to ask yourself a question Am I truly born again? Am I truly born again? Because if we continually live a life of sin, because if you are born again, it is easy to say, yes, 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 you will do wrong, you will, you will falter. Yes, you, 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 will, uh, you, will, you, you will sin and you will fall. And, but it will be quick for you to get up and repent and change and turn around. Because there's a new nature. You are aware of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. I'm a new heart. I'm a new spirit. And I have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have revelation that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit you could have chosen everything else but you chose me my body you could have chosen 
the guy living down the street you could have chosen my neighbor i hear praying every morning 5 o'clock in the morning you could have chosen that person there you could have chosen my boss wow you know he's he's an excellent boss you could have chosen government you could have chosen the people in that country you could have chosen the angels in heaven you could have chosen every animal you could have chosen the eagle man the eagle that flies when he flaps his wings it is glory to your name you could have chosen the sparrow because your eyes on the sparrow you watch everything and you give him a home to live you could have chosen that but no you chose me my body this body that she have given me this wretched body that is nothing compared to your glory you chose my body to put your holy spirit in me what is man that you are mindful of me that you still hear my prayer that you still hear my cry that even though i walk through this valley you are with me your rod and staff is with me who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty jesus said i am the way the truth and the life i am the door i am the good shepherd i am the peacemaker i am the way maker i'm the god full of grace full of truth i am jesus i am that i am before abraham was i am and i put my holy spirit inside of you don't you have a revelation can't you fathom that it is my life and my spirit that is living inside of you that is in you so how dare you even think that you are a sinner how dare you even think that you're not my righteousness don't you know that i will put only put my spirit into something that is clean how dare you think of yourself unclean i've come this morning to talk to all those that have sinned before your time that have done things in the past and maybe you were raped and maybe you were molested and maybe you were abused i'm come to tell you this morning that you are still the child of the living god that you're still the righteousness of god and he has loved you with an everlasting life and maybe right now you are standing in your home and valentine's day thank you lord is the worst day of your life because some 7 years ago someone molested you and someone abused you at this day and you look at yourself and you think that you cannot be loved by any man you cannot be loved by Jesus i've come to tell you that he gave his life for you and Jesus lives forevermore and he gave his life just for you and he has loved you with an everlasting love This is the God that I serve. I don't know about you, but this is the God that told me I am yea and amen. I am who I am and I've given my life for you. If you have the new nature in you, it is not easy. It is not hard to say father forgive them for they know not what they do. When you have a new nature in you, it is not hard to go before the Lord and confess your sin. When you have a new nature in you, it is not hard to go before people and show them love when you have a new nature in you it is not hard to give love unto your children when you have a new nature in you it is not hard to give love unto your wife to give love unto your husband to give love and the workplace when you have a new nature in you Jesus comes out of you because all things have passed away and now you are born again and you have a new life a new nature and i've come to tell you this morning that jesus loves you 
with an everlasting love. Don't ever think that you are not the righteousness of God, that you are not the cleansed or the healed or the delivered, for He has cleansed you and He has healed you. The Bible says He has borne all your sicknesses and by His stripes we are healed, we are cleansed, all our nicotries are gone away. He already went on the cross. He already paid the price. Can these dry bones live? Yes, they can. Yes, they can in your life. Yes, they can in your home. Yes, they can in your season of you going through weakness. Dry bones can come to life in your season of depression. Dry bones can come to life in your season of weakness, in your season of giving up, in your season of crying, in your season of mourning, in your season of weeping. Dry bones can come to life. Yes, I serve a God that is alive and alive forevermore. His name is Jesus and He's given us new life. Can these dry bones live? Yes, they can. An exceedingly great army. An exceedingly great army. Can they live? Yes, they can. So first He told them to live. Staying on that, staying on that. keeps me on a specific thing it is because he's not done with it yet and he's keeping me on that on that topic someone is being suicidal someone is giving up this day of love what is supposed to be the best day of love is the worst day in your life and it's because of what has happened and what you have been through it cannot change the past it has happened but he has given his life for you are the righteousness of God and the Lord can turn it around let me say it like this I okay I'm gonna say the way you told me please do not judge me I'm gonna say the way he said it he can still restore you so much that on your marriage night you will still bleed in other words he can turn you back to being a virgin because of his glory and his forgiveness that will be upon your life on your marriage night you will still bleed you understand what I'm talking about right you all know what I'm talking about all of you females all of you. that's the word of the Lord for someone that is watching online right now but only if new nature only if new nature that doesn't mean now that you can go and sleep around and do what you want to and yeah on my marriage night you will cleanse me no God is not a puppet on a string and his word is not to be tempered with take his word seriously so alive love next one he said stood on their feet they stood up on their feet first God calls you to be a thank you Lord okay go to second second oh Jesus let me find it first and then I'll tell you okay second K 
Kings, yes. Second Kings chapter 13. We will get back there. Second Kings chapter 13. Second Kings chapter 13. This is a story of Elisha and Elijah. If you must know very quickly, Elijah had an anointing. Elisha prayed for a double portion of anointing. Elijah performed eight miracles. Elisha performed 16 miracles, much greater in stature and presence. And they were together and Elisha saw Elijah being taken up in a whirlwind. There was a fire that came down and a whirlwind took up Elijah. The Lord took him up. He didn't die. The Lord took him up. And then it came and look at chapter 13 verse 14. It says, Elisha, this is Elisha that is anointed. This is Elisha that has the power of God. This is Elisha that has the presence and the anointing of God on his life. And the Bible says, Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. With the illness. So that means at that time, there was an illness that was killing people. Hello? COVID-19? You still with me? You, you see, the, you're getting the picture? There was an illness. They say he died with the illness. He got sick with the illness that would kill him. There was an illness at that time that was killing people. There wasn't just a illness. There was the illness that was killing people. And he got sick. Anointed Elisha. Anointed Elisha got sick and he would die. And look at verse 20. They, they, they put him in the tomb. They buried him in the tomb. And now he became dry and his bones was in this tomb. So this was after a long while. Then it went to verse 20. Then Elisha died and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of that year. So there was a time frame. There's a time frame in the spring of that year. So there they after in verse 21. So it was as they were burying a man. This was a man that they came across and he died. They wanted to give him a, give him a proper burial. So they buried him. He was a poor man. And they tried to give him a good send off. And suddenly this is Lot's army. Uh, Lot's son Mo, uh, Moab. Uh, Moabite. So he was in charge of the Moabite army. This is the army of Moab. They were running havoc across the entire land. And suddenly they split, they spied, sorry, a band of raiders. And they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he was revived and stood up on his feet. Every time God revives you, it's for you to stand up on your feet. When God restores you, it's for you to stand up on your feet. When God heals you, it's not for you to complain. It's for you to stand up on your feet. When God revives you, it's for you to stand up and give Him glory. When God anoints you, it's for you to stand up and do the works of the Lord. When God restores your life and restores your marriage, it's for you to stand up and do the work of the Lord together in harmony. It's for when the Lord restores your life and heals your life and revives your life it's for you to stand up not sit down how many times have God restored your home revived your home but we still sit down we still sit down and complain 
about the way God restored and the way God revived. It was not the way I asked for. It was not the prayer that I prayed. It was not the way I needed you to restore. It was not the way I needed you to revive. I asked you for one and you gave me two. I asked you for A and you went down and you gave me E and F. Lord, why can't you just answer the way I have asked you? Was my faith not good enough for you? Was my praise not good enough for you? Was my fasting not good enough for you? Why did you show up when I needed you to show up? Why didn't you answer when I needed you to answer? What is the deal, your Lord? Why aren't you answering the way I need you to answer? And the Lord answers back the same way he stood before Pilate and the and the, and, and the the general and all of them trying to judge him he stood absolutely still and he said it is as you say the very fact you have I I will take my time to answer you because my ways are not your ways see my thoughts far beyond yours you think you just need them my ways are far beyond that so I will answer in my own time because I'm a standalone God I am God alone I made you I created you I created everything around you I put the stars in the place I put the atmosphere in place I put the land and the plateau and the escarpment and the valleys and the mountains I put the sky and the clouds and the seas all in its place who are you dare to call and ask me why I am God alone I will answer in my time you give me praise like I commanded my child David to give me praise he was useless in administration but he gave me praise because he was strong in the army stop questioning God stop questioning God he revives you to stand up on your feet so they stood up on their feet it's possible for you to be alive and still be asleep it's possible for you to be alive and still lay on your back it's possible for you to be alive and still complain the whole day and still just watch TV the whole day it's possible for you to be alive and still not do anything that is constructive the Bible says when they came alive they stood up on their feet both feet they stood up on their feet both feet this speaks about Christian maturity listen carefully I'm almost done this speaks about Christian maturity when they stood up on their feet it, it means it's talking about Christian maturity Christian maturity speaks about two things my wife tells me when you when you watch the time and it's going towards the end you start talking faster and you make a lot of mistakes and you bust with your words so I'm gonna take a step back and go a little bit slowly because we all need this word amen so Christian maturity speaks about two things. Number one is belonging and number two is being built. Belonging and being built. Belonging means being connected to the body and being built means being committed to Christ. Belonging, being built. 
connected to the body and committed to Christ. Don't just be alive, but be mature. Don't just live. Now you're alive, but don't just live. Be mature. So study the word. Sit with his word. Pray a bit more. Be mature. Christian maturity speaks about our character. It speaks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Your character, your ways, how you respond or how you react to situations in your life. Rick Warren, I'm sure you all know who this minister is, speaks about the different circles of commitment. The largest circle, sorry I don't have a board up here to put it to you, to, to show it to you. But picture it in your mind, okay? The largest circle is the community level. The largest circle is a community level. The community level are the people who are outside of the church. Then you get the crowd. It's a little bit smaller circle. These are people who attend frequently and non-frequently to the church. And then the circle gets a bit smaller. And that is the congregation who are there every week committed to church, committed to the ways of God. Every week, it's a small circle. And then there is a very small circle in the center. And that is the core. C-O-R-E. That is the core. Those are the leaders of the church. The closer you get to the core, the smaller the circle becomes. The closer you get to the core, the smaller the circle becomes. When Jesus fed the people, when he had food, free food, free food to give out to the multitudes, there were 5,000 people, 5,000 men and boys. So there were much more than then. 5,000 people when he was giving free food. On the day of ascension, when he ascended up, there were only 500 people. And then when the day of Pentecost came, there were only 120 the closer you get to the cross, the smaller your circle becomes. The closer you get to the cross and the calling of God upon your life, the lesser the people comes. The closer you get to Jesus, the smaller the circle. The smaller the circle. The closer you get to the cross, the lesser the people. When Jesus was feeding the people, they were full of people all over, free food. But the moment Jesus asked the people to pick up the cross, there was no one around. No one was around. But when he gave free, free food, and when he gave free healing, and when he gave free deliverance, and free restoration, and free raising up the child, and raising up the servant, everybody was around. But when he said, now pick up your cross and follow me, nobody was around. We all want the healing of God. We all want the blessing and the breakthrough and the breakout and the breakfall. But when God says, now give up your sin and follow me, we run away. That's when I'm nowhere to be seen.
because I want the breakthrough but I don't want the sacrifice I want the blessing but I don't want the sacrifice I want God to restore but I don't want to give up my sin I want God to heal but I don't want to give up my bad attitude I want God to deliver my home but I don't want to give up my hidden sin God is not a puppet on a string he is saying my child give your life to me heart soul spirit body emotions mind soul everything internally externally give it all to me because I didn't just die for part of you I died for all of you so first he tells his dry bones be alive and then he says stand on your feet and then he says become an exceedingly great army we are alive today and we are on this earth for three course first is for us to live and then we are here to stand up on our feet and then we are here to become an exceedingly great army we are Christians and born again and we have new nature because we are here to live we are here to stand on our feet and then we are here to become an exceedingly great army if you are living you have to stand on your feet and if you stand on your feet then you have to become an army free pun become an exceedingly great army not great complainers not great unstable people not great crying about every problem people not great spineless snowflake Christians but an army an army goes to war an army puts on armor an army does not please civilians an army pleases the general we are not here to please one another we are here to please the Lord God Almighty we are not here to please people we are here to please the Lord God Almighty and if we stand as a body together all of us in one accord in unity like the book of Acts chapter 2 and all of us together with one mind to please one God he can bring restoration and healing and deliverance why will he bring healing upon a land that is unstable why will he bring healing upon a land that does not serve him wholeheartedly why will he bring healing upon our nation and this world to a place that is not unity but divided because he is one God the only living God there is not many gods there is only one true God Jesus the Christ and his word will only bring forth deliverance on our on this earth when this earth learns how to stand in unity the end time is near the day of Jesus coming again is very near it is time for this nation and this world and if government is listening to me and if the world is listening and if people around this country is listening every government takes a stand and takes a stand for the name of Jesus and declares to their nation that we as a nation will stand together in unity and serve the law God Almighty we will see this virus come to an end if we do not it will just continue to destroy and destroy and destroy because 
because God is not a God that should be mined. God is not a God that should be defeated. God is not a God that we should look at and just take for granted. He is a standalone God. He's not going on the cross again. He's not going on the cross again. He did it. He paid the price. It's for us now to surrender. You can have my heart. You can have my heart. You can have it all. Second finishing. I'm almost done. An army is disciplined. An army is trained. You don't have to go there, but let me tell you the story very quickly. In 2 Samuel, you're going to like the story, Jay. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, it speaks about David. Now, David was a man that was not good in administration. He was good at the army. He was good in holding a sword. He wasn't good sitting behind a computer. He was good standing right in the army, defeating the army. He was a strong soldier. He knew how to fight, but put him with a pen and to run administration, he couldn't do it. He was useless in putting order and, and, and sorting out administration. But to run up in the front and fight, no one could touch him. Untouchable. He was a strong warrior. And in 2 Samuel chapter 11, there is a very specific story talking about this. To live, to stand on your feet and become a great army. Kings were going out to battle at that time. But David didn't go. David didn't go out to battle. He sent Joab and his servants. When he was supposed to go out, you see when God calls you to do something and you don't do it, you fall into sin. God called him to go out in front of the army and lead the army. That was his position. That was his task. That was his vision. That was God, what God asked him to do. And he didn't. Kings were supposed to go out in battle at that time. David didn't. He sent his servants. He stayed in Jerusalem. And then one evening, remember he's alive. He says, live, stand on your feet, become an army. He's alive. So here he's past the first one. He's alive. And then one evening he got up. And for whatever reason, do not ask me. He started walking on the roof of his house. Of the king's palace he's walking on the roof he's walking when God raises you on your feet he raises you on your feet so you can go to war not so that you can walk and he started walking on the roof and here he sees Bathsheba Uriah's wife who couldn't afford a shower curtain and he sees her and he falls into temptation if you don't go to war, you will find yourself idled and fallen into bondage. If you don't go to war, you will find yourself in boredom. There's nothing wrong with rest. There is a time about rest. But when God puts you on your feet, it's for when, God, when you are alive and when God puts you on your feet, it's for you to go to war. Not to rest. When you are on your feet, it's for you to go to war. And when you walk away from the battle God calls you to, you will wander into a battle you were never anointed to overcome. God called him to fight that battle. He walked away from that battle. And now he sees a woman and he falls into lust. 
God called him to that battle. If you walk away from your battle, you will wander into another battle that you were never anointed to overcome. How many times in our lives we are fighting a battle? We are fighting a battle, fighting a battle, but we cannot overcome because we are in the wrong season. We are in the wrong time. We are in the wrong battle. And we are fighting a battle God never intended for you to fight. It's not your fight. It's somebody else's. God called you to fight another battle. But you are fighting a battle in your home, but it's not your battle to fight. And you stuck in this whirlwind, in this tornado. You stuck in this battle, and God did not call you to fight that battle. You were fighting things that you were never called to be in. And mighty David, who fought giants, couldn't resist the spirit of lust. Y'all can come up and why? Because God's anointing rests on you and your assignment. When you walk away and when you walk away from your assignment, the anointing stays with the assignment, not on you. God's anointing rested on that assignment that he called David to. And when David walked away, he fell into sin. So now you're walking without the anointing. You slayed the giants. You slayed the, the bear. You slain the lion with your bare hands. You're a giant slayer. But now you're the most vulnerable. Why? Because God put you on your feet to go to battle. How many times that we were supposed to go into battle, but we rested. We were put on our feet to go into battle, but we still stayed behind. We put on our feet to go into warfare, but we still went to sleep. We put, we put on our feet to go into warfare and fight the battle and claim the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. But we decided to just sit at home and watch a movie and sit at home and just sleep. Sit at home and just complain when the Lord said, I put you on your feet to go into battle to go into warfare it's time for kings for he is the king of kings it's time for kings to go into battle you have a kingly and a priestly anointing upon your life and it's time for us as the church to go into battle there are people that are waiting for you to go to war their salvation is on you going into battle their healing is on you going into battle there's a reason why we stand and worship God because through our worship we form battle and we are chasing down demons and we are casting out strongholds and we are defeating the enemy and while we are worshiping that worship charges the atmosphere that worship goes before us and worship that worship pulls down and falls down healing and deliverance upon the people there's a reason why we stand and give God praise because when we stand and give him praise and give him worship it changes the atmosphere and when we praise him it changes our lifestyle it changes our home and it changes things in the atmosphere and when we stand up and when we give him praise and we give him glory it changes everything around and through the praise and through the worship healing falls down you see when you praise him you are going into battle when you worship him you are going into battle when you give him glory you are going into battle and you're speaking to the devil straight on his face like 
Jesus spoke to the devil and you were saying, it is written, get behind me, Satan. Take your hands off my baby. Take your hands off my children. Take your hands off my spouse. Take your hands off my finance, off my marriage, off my home. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, when I praise my God, I'm going into battle. You see, if you just keep quiet, you are just going to slumber and you are going to fall into sin. But when you praise God, you're praising Him and you are charging your angels to send out a healing and a deliverance to maintain in your home. Come on, stand up to your feet and give Him praise. 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 Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Come on, I tell you right now, you that are sitting at home, you that are here right now, throw your hands up and give Him all the praise and the glory and the honor. For He's a God that deserves praise. He's a God that deserves all the honor. He's a God that deserves your praise. When you praise Him, things change. When you praise Him, things change in your home. It changes in your life. It changes in your marriage. When you give Him praise, you don't need to ask for anything. God says, I know you need this. For I know the desires you need. I know the thoughts I have towards you. I know the plan I have towards you. I will restore. I will deliver. I will heal when you praise me. And He says, I know. I know the plan that I have towards you. I asked myself a question this week. Why do I try and sort out my own plan when I don't even know the plan? When the word of the Lord says that He knows the plan that He has towards me. Why are you trying to sort out your own plan when He knows the plan? He says, I know the plan I have towards you. The one who holds the map is the one who leads the adventure. To the treasure. The one who holds the map is the one who leads the adventure to the treasure. Why are you trying to lead your own way when you're not holding the map for your life? You don't know where you're going. You don't know your plan that you have for your life. He does. He gives you vision. He gives you vision. He gives you sight. Open the eyes of my understanding. He shows you the way. And then when you come to a corner, He'll open your eyes to see another way. He wouldn't plan out the entire map before you. So why are you acting like you know, the, like you hold the map? When He's the one that holds the map for your life. I don't know the plan for my life, but He does. I don't have the map for my life, but He does. He knows the plan. He knows the map to our treasure. Throw your hands up in Jesus' name. Father, I pray. Every person under my voice. That Lord, you will bring healing and restoration and deliverance. I pray, Lord, that as we go into battle, Lord, we will love for you. That we will stand up on our feet for you. And as we stand up on our feet, Lord, in the name, in your name, we will go into battle. 
because this is what you have called us for. If we don't do it, you'll raise up rocks to do it. You'll raise up the animals to do it. And there's no way a rock is going to cry in my place. There's no way an animal is going to stand on their hind legs and raise their both hands and give you glory when you have called me to give you glory. We will live. We declare as a church. You're watching me online and you are here right now. In the name of Jesus, we declare as a church, as we raise our hands as a family together, we will love, we will stand up on our feet and we will become an exceedingly great army in the name of Jesus. Can these dry bones love? Yes, they can. Can these dry bones become an army? Yes, we can. Yes, this church can and we will in the name of Jesus. If you're standing with me and you agree with me and you are one with me with us then throw your hands and for just one minute pray the Holy Ghost come on let's pray the things that we don't know what we ought to pray but he knows all things so he has given us his Holy Spirit to pray in the heavenly language to pray what we know what we don't know and what we know and what we don't know we pray in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus 30 seconds pray in the Holy Ghost Reba 